If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, motherhood. One minute, your mom of the year. I love you, mommy. Then the next? <laughs> mm, not so much. From bath time to bullying, from potty training to puberty, parenting is full of challenges. But one thing is for certain, you are not alone. Welcome to Modern Mom Probs. I'm your host, author, mother, parenting expert, Tara Clark. Join me while we tackle today's modern mom problems. Welcome back to another episode of Modern Mom Probs. I'm your host, Tara Clark. Today's topic is self-love, body positivity, and the modern mom. I am joined by one of my absolute best friends and one of my oldest friends, Katie Mulvaney. She is a nutritionist, health coach, and certified health instructor. Katie now specializes in helping women to lose weight and meet their health goals by recognizing the many aspects of making a change. Katie dreams of helping as many women as possible to learn to love themselves, love their body, meet their goals so that they could have a happy, healthy life without stressing and obsessing about their bodies, food, and diet culture. Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tara. I'm so excited to be here. I am literally fangirl. I mean, like, I'm just so excited to see you. And I was saying before we jumped on how happy I am to see you because we've been friends since we were six years old. I feel like we're going on like 40 years, right? (laughs) (laughs) We really are. It's incredible. I'm I'm just so excited to see you. And it just made me think like, gosh, I want to see you even more. I feel like oftentimes like we're doing Zooms or firesides or whatever it happens to be. And so it's nice to see you. So thank you for coming on today. So Katie, you are a nutritionist health coach, health educator. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to be where you are today. Gosh, you know, that question's seemingly a simple question, but I've definitely been that person with lots of twists and turns in my journey to get where I am. But I've been a nutritionist for about 15 years now, and I have really come to a place where I feel comfortable with where I am, just focusing on, you know, the self-love aspect, leaving the diet culture and finding that body and that happiness that you need. And it's just bringing me a lot of joy to help other people find that joy. So I think that's so important to find that joy because mm-hmm. I know that in the past two years during the pandemic and stuff, I gained a lot of weight and my body was a different body than I was used to pre-pandemic. And I'm not sure if it just so happened to be that like 
we hit 40 years old the month that the pandemic hit in March of 2020. So I often joke and say like, it's either the pandemic or it was hitting 40 or a combination of the two. But I felt like a light switch went off. It was like, bloop, now your metabolism is dead. Go. (laughs) And I feel like a lot of people told me that about 40 and I was like, okay, we'll see. And it's, it really seems true. Like I'm going to be honest. I felt the same way. Right. Well, actually I should also say that you and I are only two days apart. We are both born in March of 1980. (laughs) (laughs) So much older by the two days. Uh, And so Katie and I have been friends since kindergarten. And so we are, you know, also ketchup sisters. We could tell that story, but I feel like I'm going on a tangent on that. When we were little kids, we wanted to become blood sisters, but we decided against it for health reasons. And then we became ketchup sisters instead. So Katie and I are ketchup sisters. And that's forever. And that's forever. Ketchup sisters are forever. <laughs> but but going back to you know the the body image issue and self-love is like, so like I said, I gained weight during the pandemic for whatever reason, have not been able to lose that weight to get back to my pre-pandemic body. And it took me, and it's still taking me, time to get used to that, you know, your new size, your new clothes, having to, you know, buy new clothes and and not try to like zip up pants that don't fit you or mm. wear clothes that don't necessarily serve you anymore. And so it's like Gosh, it's sort of like coming to terms with that. But like I said, now I am. Now, like I said, two years into it, like I'm definitely coming to terms with it. And like, how do you as a person and as a mother come to terms with it? And then how do you also like help your clients come to terms with that? So I think for myself, how do I come to terms with it? I've had a couple things working against me just with with weight gain myself. Even as a nutritionist, it happens, right? And I think for me, like I had some bad postpartum anxiety after I had my last baby when I was 40, which was only two years ago. And I had some pretty bad postpartum anxiety for about two years. And I, I was taking Zoloft, which I get, there's a small percentage of people who gain weight on Zoloft. And I was lucky enough to be one of them. So, <laughs> so I've been struggling with that myself. And I think what it comes down to, how do you work on this with yourself? How do you love your body? And, you know, you really have to just focus on the positives. This Mm -hmm. is what I try to teach other people as well. Like all the great things about my body and like, how can I make those the things I'm focusing on except for the things I don't like, right? If it's, you know, maybe we're getting together friends we haven't seen in a while and you're like, oh, I'm a little embarrassed about my body. And then you're just like, forget them. Who cares if they, if they're judging me? I, I don't have time to care about that. I'm excited to see my friends and hopefully they're excited to see me as well, you know? Mm-hmm. And just keeping in mind that that judgment that other people have of you is their own stuff. That's not your stuff, right? I think I spent way too much of my life worrying about other people's judgment and not living my life because of it. And I'm, I just feel dumb with that now, you know? Yeah. I think that also definitely comes with like age and experience too. It's like, you know, like mm-hmm. when you're in your twenties or teens, like you're so obsessed with like, oh no, you know, they're going to think X, Y, and and guess what? No one's thinking anything about you. And they're, they're really not. They're, they're too focused about thinking about their own stuff, right? And and everyone's right. sort of just like like just circling about their own thoughts and and not worrying about whether I have cellulite or, you know, how I look in jeans or something. You know, and I, right. I think that's really right. important to to keep in mind. Like when you do, you know, hit a certain age or have a certain like life experience, then it is very freeing when you can rid yourself of those other things. Right? Like when you say like, oh, I don't care. You know, I haven't seen my friend in five years and, you know, 
she's going to think I look different. Like, no, she's not. She, like you said, she's just going to be excited to see me and that we're going to be able to be together and, you know, be in person and all of that kind of stuff. And so I think it's really important to just like, however you can try to shed yourself of those negative thoughts. Cause that's really ultimately what it is. It's, it's just negative thoughts and however you can protect yourself or shield yourself or, or work through those negative thoughts. I think it's incredibly important. Absolutely. And I think it ties into this diet culture that this world has where we're trying to look like we did when we're 20 or we're trying to look like celebrities or whoever it is or have the perfect body. But what is the perfect body? It doesn't exist. And I think about the time in my life when I now look back, I was like, yeah, I had the perfect body, right? I was maybe 20, whatever, but I didn't think I did at the time. I thought I had huge thighs or whatever, you know, so we have this diet culture. We just need to step away from it and stop letting it control us and making us feel bad about ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting because we grew up in the 90s and there were like those like classic supermodels. It was like Kate Moss was super thin and like that whole look of like that, those like Calvin Klein models that were like literally like emaciated. And that was sort of the look in the 90s. And then I thought in the 2000s, like we were really coming back from that. Does that make sense? That like, it was sort of like rebounding that you were starting to see more body types, more different kinds of people. And then social media was introduced and, and modern, you know, social media models and and that sort of thing. And it really came back around to sort of like how we were in the nineties. Like, do you, have you noticed that too? I completely agree with that. And I, you know, I think one of the big things, you know, we have this cancel culture. I'm not going to get into like whether or not I agree with it, but I almost believe almost in a personal cancel culture. Whereas when you're following someone who's not making you feel good about yourself, yeah. like unfollow them. You don't have to send them a message. Just unfollow them, right? Yeah. Because that's what they want is follows. And I honestly, I did that this morning because someone I followed for like three years, I really like her, but she just had a baby. She looks great. It's like three weeks later and she's like talking about how much weight she needs to lose. I'm like, oh, I do this. no. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's not serving me. I felt bad for myself for a few minutes and then I was like, well, I don't care. Right. This is what she's doing for a living. This is her journey. And I don't want to be part of it right now. Right. So it's like your own individual (laughs) cancel culture in a sense. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's important for that reason. As you say, it is coming around and everybody's trying to kind of make money, especially in this health and wellness world. I think there's a lot of personal trainers who are trying to make money and I'm not faulting them. I'm just saying that it, if their job is to be a personal trainer and work out all the time, they're going to be in better shape than me who goes to work every day for 40 hours or whatever it is and taking care of my kids and all this other stuff that I need to do. So I can't compare myself to her. If it's not making me feel good, I got to stop following. I think that's really important to, to mention that about you have to unfollow accounts that don't serve you, whether it's like you said, like a fitness model or an influencer or whoever it happens to be. I think with social media being so omnipresent now all the time and 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 so all consuming, it really starts to like eat away at us. And and like it's a proven fact based upon studies, you know, conducted on, you know, Facebook and stuff like that, it's really detrimental to the teenagers in the adolescence. You know, like we're older women now. Like we've lived through the 90s with the super thin models. Like, you know, we've seen the fashion magazines from when we were kids and all of that kind of stuff. But the images that the young children are seeing now 
are so omnipresent. You know, they're on their phones, they're they're watching YouTube, all of those things. They're on TikTok, like they can't escape it. At least like if we wanted to, you know, not read that Vogue magazine or back then like YM was really big or Teen Vogue and stuff like that. Like if you don't want to read like, you know, Seventeen magazine, you kind of like put it away and like go walk off. But these kids now are just bombarded by these images constantly. And it's a culture where they're just made to feel bad about themselves, literally, whether it's that, you know, school, not being smart enough, not achieving enough. It's, it's a lot for them to handle. And I do not envy them. Yeah. Glad I grew up what I did for sure. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, I always say that about the, about the nineties, like, thank goodness that was, that was our case. And so, so we were good with that. But like, how do you as a health coach help let's say either the moms of these adolescents or help them, you know, just the moms themselves sort of like cut through all of that noise so that they can focus on their own self-love. I think there's a lot of steps to it. And I think first of all is focusing on your own body. It's kind of like you said, now your body's changed and being okay with where you are, wherever that is. And that's not to say you don't have to try to eat healthy or exercise anymore. That's kind of part of the self-love is taking care of yourself. But, you know, even doing something like being able to like put your hand on your stomach and being okay with that. So many of us, you know, we grew babies in our stomach and we, our stomachs are different now, mm-hmm. say, right? Most of us. Mm-hmm. So like for a lot of people don't even want to touch their own stomach or their own thighs. But like, put your hand on it, be okay with it, be okay with your partner touching it, whatever it may be, is part of that self love. So, you know, doing exercises like that, focusing on not judging others yourself, because a lot of times when we're judging other people, we're really kind of judging ourselves as well. So stepping away from that, and focusing on, you know, your stress management, your healthy eating, what you're eating, and, and different, I mean, every, it's kind of unique, for everyone, everyone's a little bit different, but how can we get you to get into that self-love to help you get that body and the happiness and the healthiness that, that you deserve, really? Right. It, it makes a lot of sense because, so what you're essentially saying is like, you know, you're eating well, not because you're on a diet, and I'm using that in quotes, but you're eating well because you love yourself and that is an act of self-love. Exactly. That's exactly it. And you know that you're going to feel good when you eat strawberries instead of the emotional eating where you're not feeling your feelings and you're just going for that bag of chips and you know you're going to feel terrible afterwards, right? That's not self-care. That's not self-love right there. So when you're going for that bag of chips, thinking about feeling your feelings a little bit and maybe eating some and walking away. And if you want a few more, that's fine. Not to say never eating chips, but trying to... To, to fill your body with stuff that makes your body feel good and honoring your body because it does so much for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that is like the best way towards self-love. So you focus in your practice, you focus on mothers. Why mothers? How did you happen to pick that sort of demographic? So I've always loved working with women because I obviously can relate to them a little bit better. It's not to say that I don't work with men, but I think with women, I do a little bit. I enjoy it a little bit more. And then once becoming a mother myself, even as a nutritionist and knowing what you're supposed to eat and not eat, I still struggled with my body and my body image. And I just really did a lot of focus in my research on why is this such such a problem? And it really does come down to self-love. And I think when we become mothers, we get even further away from it because now we're putting all of our time into our children or 
our partners, whoever else it may be. And we're not putting the time into ourselves and we get further away from that self-love. And then we get more upset with our bodies, more upset with, you know, when we do not eat the thing that we want to eat or our diet's not working. So I feel like these are a group of people that really do need a little bit more work on the self-love and getting away from that diet culture and enjoying your life. Cause now you have these kids and you want to spend time with them and have fun. And, you know, we talk about the beach, it's the end of summer as we record this, but you know, let's talk about the beach. Like you go to the beach and you're covering up and ashamed of your body. You're not having fun with your kids. And especially I, I was going to say, especially of daughters, but honestly, the truth is either daughters or sons, you don't want to teach them that same behavior, right? For when they're older to think, well, I should be ashamed of my body. I'm just going to go sit in the chair with a cover up on. No, they should go play, have fun. Like you're at the beach, right? This episode of Modern Mom Probs is sponsored by Sambacol. Fall is right around the corner. And you know what that means? Cooler weather, layers, and of course, the kids are heading back to school. Did you check off all the items on that never-ending back-to-school list? New clothes, notebooks, pencils, brand new backpack, the kids want it all. But have you thought about how to help keep them healthy when they're heading back to school? That's where Sambacol comes in. My son and I recently started taking Sambacol every day to help support our immune systems so we could keep doing what we need to do. Sambacol is made from premium European black elderberries, which are natural sources of powerful antioxidants and key vitamins like A, C, and E. They help support a healthy immune system and help you power through your day. What's so great about Sambacol is they have tons of different ways to help your daily helping of black elderberry, like syrups, gummies, chewable tablets, drink powders, capsules, and more. They even have products made just for kids. My husband, my son, and I all take Sambacol. We love the gummies. We eat them right after dinner, but before we start the nighttime routine, it's sort of just like a nice little treat and a nice way to end the day. So make a healthy immune system part of your back-to-school strategy this year with Sambacol. My listeners get 15% off their next order of $9.99 or more at SambacolUSA.com by using my promo code MOMPROBS15 at checkout. That's 15% off your order of $9.99 or more at SambacallUSA.com. Use code MOMPROBS15 at checkout. Okay, here's a pro tip. Save this promo code and website address in your notes app. I know you're busy. Too busy to remember a promo code or to sort through episodes to find it again. Save it and use it when you have a few minutes to shop. The code again is MOMPROBS15 and the website is SambacallUSA.com. Yeah, it's meant to to be fun. Like it's it's meant to to do. It. I'm going to share like two quick thoughts with that, and I'm um thank you for sharing what what you had shared there. One, isn't it interesting that the best family memories always revolve around water? Whether it's like going to the ocean, the beach, going to a lake, going to a water park, swimming at the pool, isn't that an interesting concept? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't know how or why I just started thinking about that the other day, but I was like, all of like the best summer memories are always like involving water. But my my other second thing that I was going to share is it's been a game changer for me. Is I no longer wear traditional bathing suits. I have now exclusively started wearing running shorts, and that has changed everything for me. So from a body self-love perspective and a body positivity perspective. And, and I'll tell you why. When I wore bathing suits, I always felt very 
conscious about my thighs. I've always been self-conscious about my thighs since I was probably 10 years old. So I've been self-conscious about the size of my thighs, cellulite, all of that kind of stuff. And then also like shaving, you know, like shaving your like, you know, groin area or whatever. And that's always made me super embarrassed and, and shy as well. But now, now it only took me 40 years to figure this out. But now what I do is I wear running shorts that I bought at Walmart. And I mean, I'm totally not getting paid for this or anything. It's not a plug. I'm just like genuinely telling you. I think they were like maybe Reebok shorts or ASIC shorts. They were like $5 at Walmart one day. And I was like, this is amazing. And they, because they're running shorts, they have like liners inside, like underwear, like panties. And so I bought one and I was like, this is amazing. And then I went out and bought like five more pairs, like I said, for like five bucks. And that is exclusively what I wear at the beach, at the water park, at the lake, wherever I, wherever we end up. And it's been a game changer for me because I'm not shy for my thighs. I'm not shy about shaving. I could just go out there and have fun with my family. And I never think twice like I used to in the past. And so it sort of took almost like a system shift for me, right? To not wear a bathing suit to the beach, but like I said, wear these running shorts. Oh, and if you're wondering what I wear on top, obviously, I <laughs> I should explain that. Um, <laughs> I do wear bathing suit tops on top. So like maybe like a tankini, you know, sometimes they have like the long tankinis or a regular bikini top. So like I do wear a two-piece top on top with the running shorts on the bottom. But it has been a game changer. One, because I never have to worry about a cover-up because I'm just wearing shorts. So I'm always like ready to go and I don't have to like put a cover-up on or take anything off like that. And two, because I feel confident. And ultimately at the end of the day, isn't that what it's about? To like you said, not be sitting on the beach chair with the cover up on and be like, oh, I feel awkward. I don't want to get up or, oh, I don't want to go walk over to the pool. I don't want to go walk over to the, to the beach. I now with my shorts, I don't even think anything of it because like, my butt's covered. That's it. I just wanted <laughs> my butt covered. And then, yeah. then I did this sort of this system change of wearing running shorts and it has been a game changer. I've been doing it now for the last two summers. It happened to be last summer we were at Walmart and I saw them and I was like, you know what? What if I grab these and make these bathing suits? And I did. And they were amazing. And so then believe it or not, I actually had to then size up because I bought one size that I was wearing and then they were like a little righty up my buddy kind of. And so then I bought a larger size and they're perfect. They're absolutely perfect. So you don't have to wear underwear because like I said, there's a liner in them and they cover my butt, they cover my my thighs and I'm good to go and I'm ready for the water park. It's You're not getting a wedgie on the water slides or anything like that. So that's my two cents on one very like tangible way to be more confident in a beach setting. I love that. And I love, you know, what you're saying too. You're more comfortable. You're getting up and moving around. Like, that's great. And what better as a mom than to play with your children and not be sitting there being self-conscious about what you're doing for you and them, right? Yeah. Your, your son's been having more fun with you now that you're running around and playing more with the shorts on as well. So, yeah. you know, I think that's a great example and trying to find things like that, that make you feel good about yourself. You know, we want to follow style and fashion when we're picking out our clothes, but comfort is so important. I find it to be more and more important as I get older as well, is that I want to find clothes that I don't just look 
good in, but like I want to wear them, mm-hmm. right? It's not like those pants that I wear to work and the second you go home, you take them off. Like you want to find pants that you're just comfortable in, you can wear whenever. So I think we're living in a good time where there's a lot more options for clothes and we can do a little exploring and find what we do love. So Yeah, absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. Like it's no longer are the days where you have to wear like a certain kind of slacks and like those are like the only slacks that you're allowed to wear to work and and you hate them. And like you said, like the second you come in, you like rip off your bra and then you rip off your slacks. <laughs> <laughs> And then go braless and sweatpants, you know, it doesn't have to be like that necessarily anymore, but it's so important. I, I, now that we're talking about clothes and, you know, confidence, like I want to talk about that a little bit more too. Like, what do you feel really confident in, you know, clothes wise? This is a great question. I think it does change and vary obviously with seasons and kind of, I think my mood a little bit as well. But for me, especially, as I said, I did gain a little bit of weight. <laughs> it's been an issue for me and a big trip for myself mentally is to buy pants that fit me properly. Yeah. Right. Same. So like actually getting that size that is appropriate instead of, we get so caught up in numbers, but why? Like they're all so different. Really? I mean, like there, there is a tweet that was going out around on, on the internet and I'm sorry that I'm not quoting the author, but it was essentially like, she's a 10, but she's an eight in old Navy, a 14 at Zara, you know, in a, you know, in a six over here. And I just thought that was just so funny because you're right. Like what do numbers matter? So if you're a 10 here and you're a 12 there, like do your clothes fit? Can you zip them up? Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel confident? Right. Like that's what's important. Like how- Right. And then we find ourselves not shopping at the store where we're the 14, even though we like the clothes and they're comfortable and they feel good. But that number, we just, you know, we don't want to see it. So we don't buy it, yeah. you know, but- wide it's a number it's a or a letter if it's the size right right so I think for me yeah I think that's been like a huge thing is getting clothes that do fit appropriately and whether this weight that I'm at now is my permanent weight or if it's temporary either way I'm comfortable and I'm not sitting here staring at this closet full of clothes that doesn't fit me and feeling bad about myself but embracing the clothes that do fit me and I am comfortable in. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly what it is too. And is just not, you know, feeling regret towards those clothes that, you know, at one time fit you. And I think, you know, in the last year or so too, I've really gotten better about dressing my body for the clothes that look good on me, the styles, I should say, that look good on me. Does that make sense? You know, like I am not very tall. I'm 5'4", and I have a long torso and very short legs. And so I've realized over time that like certain looks make me look shorter. Other looks make me look taller. So why not, you know, go towards those things that you know look good on your body? And and so I'll give you an example. Normally, aside from going to the beach, I don't like to wear shorts. I'm not a huge shorts person. I'll wear them if I have to. Like I said, I prefer wearing them to the beach. But as like casual day-to-day, I don't really wear shorts. But you know what I do like? I like long skirts, you know, like that start at your hips and like go all the way down, like like long, sometimes they call them midi skirts, depending on what the length is. And like that looks good on my body. And then when something looks good on my body and it fits my body right, then I feel confident. So it's like, I don't want to wear shorts that I don't feel confident in or comfortable in. I do want to wear the things that I put on and go, oh yeah, look at that. That's the way my body, you know, is intended to to be and however, you know, it, it fits properly. So I think it's really important as an individual 
to sort of do the research on what fits your body type and Mm -hmm. not try to retrofit yourself into whatever the styles are. You know, like right now, I'm great with these high-waisted jeans. Everyone's like talking about like, oh, long jeans. Oh man, I am here. (laughs) I like the high-waisted jeans. I like the big wide pants. Those are what we were wearing in the 90s. So we wore it first. We, you know, like the jeans that I'm wearing now is what I was wearing when I was, you know, 13, 14, 15, all the way through. And so I feel good with those. I feel comfortable with those. I hate low-waisted jeans. I've always, even in the early 2000s, when we were young and we did have 20-year-old bodies, I still hated those because they didn't fit my body correctly. They didn't fit my hips and my waist correctly. So just because something is trendy does not mean that that is the right style for you and your body type. (laughs) I love that you said that because I've thought this so many times of how lucky generation z is because like you said when we were like around 2000 we're wearing the low-rise jeans and the half shirts it was it didn't look good on anyone right like everybody looked terrible at it who was in the fashion industry that liked that idea i don't know but you know it's true i probably should not have been wearing it as much as i did and again my body was great back then but it didn't look good so yeah i mean not getting too hung up on so much the fashion as, and even, you know, some, not, I don't love every pair of high-waisted jeans or high-waisted pants. Like I shop around a little bit for them, but it is so much better. I feel like I'm going to be wearing them long past <laughs> when they look, when they're trendy, because it's just such a nice feeling to not be like, if I bend over, like, is my, like underwear hanging out, like all that stuff. Yes, right? exactly. Exactly. Like nobody wants the plumber's crack in their jeans. They just don't. <laughs> I want it high. I just want them high and kept up like that. And, and you know, it's funny too, because skinny jeans have been around now for, God, I don't even know, 15 years, right? Have people been wearing skinny jeans for like 15 years? And only recently did I realize, you know what? I actually don't look good in skinny jeans. <laughs> They actually don't like serve my body well because of like the way my hips are and like that the way they taper. I'm like, I should have always been wearing wide leg jeans. My body needs wide leg jeans, you know, to to make me feel confident and for the look. So try to ignore the styles if they don't serve you well and if you don't feel comfortable in them. Absolutely. And I think too, like the skinny jeans when I was pregnant with my son too, like they look terrible. I know. <laughs> Like I looked like I don't even like a funnel. Like I don't even know. Yes, it was like so yes. much top that just went way down to the. I remember I was like I'm gonna just go with the wide leg pants, the belt, like the like the um, boot cut pants. The whole time I was pregnant, I never really let go of that style. Yeah, I just like them. I don't. But know. you know what though? Do it. Do what you like. That's the thing. Like you don't have right. to. You know. Wear what you feel comfortable in. And, and you know, it's look like the 90s are back with the fashion in so many ways too, right? So if I, you never stop wearing what you like, it's eventually going to come back around, exactly. right? Exactly. I mean, my mother has always said that about the 70s. And now that like, we're sort of in that position, I get it. Like, it makes sense. <laughs> you're right, mom. I'm sorry. I used to like talk smack on that when I was a kid because you were 100% correct. <laughs> exactly. So, Katie, let's we'll bring it. I'm going to bring it back to to the uh, talk about uh, self love and, and body positivity. 
What are some practices that we as modern moms can do to increase our self-love and body positivity? So there's so many. I Let's see. Some of my favorite ones I would say is, and I know a lot of people hate the word meditation, but just being able to sit quietly with yourself every once in a while, allow yourself to feel some feelings and just kind of think about your body and like all the great things it does. Like instead of focusing on the negative, allow yourself to feel that positive feeling. Sometimes this is a matter of looking in the mirror and some people won't even look at themselves in the mirror naked or even just their face, whatever it may be, but not looking at the negatives when you are doing that. Like, Oh, I don't like that roll or that cellulite or whatever it may be, but what are all the positive things your body does for you? What are your good qualities that you do have and focusing on those? I think those are two really great practices to do, but, you know, more seeing exercise, not as a punishment of something you have to do because you ate X, Y, or Z, or you need to lose weight, but seeing exercise as a, like a gift that you're giving your body to feel good and stay healthy and stay strong. Cause this is what you really want. Especially me. I know I, as I said, I had my second baby, I was 40, my son, I was 37. So I'm an older mother and I don't want to be sitting on the sidelines when they're five or whatever it may be, five, six years old. I want to be engaged straight through. I want to be moving easily. I want to feel good about myself. And I use that as my inspiration to exercise. Another huge one, which I'm so against, um, is weighing yourself frequently, Mm, Uh, whether it's every day, do not do it. There's nothing positive that comes out of it. Even if you're on a great weight loss plan, weighing yourself every day is going to mess with your mind. So, you know, at most, maybe once a week, but even try and cut back to once a month if you want to, or not at all. Throwing that scale in the garbage is a great, great thing to do for self-love as well. Because like we said with the pant size, it's a number and it means nothing. It means nothing. Yeah. I I appreciate that. I'm going to like write that down a thousand times so that I remember because... (laughs) (laughs) the weight really is, it's only a number. And I adore you so much, Katie, you know, you know how much I love you, which is why we're here today. But like I said, I could chat with you like literally every single day. Tell everyone where we can find you online. So I have my Instagram page, which is healthy.moms underscore. And from there, you'll be able to find, I'm just releasing as this is being recorded, probably within the next week or so, I'm launching a little mini course called the missing links to weight loss. Cause we all know we need nutrition and exercise, but what are the other things that are involved? The self-love, emotional eating, finding your motivation, time management, all these other things that we need. So that's being launched and will be launched by the time this airs. So you can go to my Instagram page and the link will be there for that as well. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much, Katie Mulvaney, for being here. I adore you you, and (laughs) I adore our conversation and it makes me so excited to just see your beautiful smiling face. Oh, you as well. <laughs> so, and we, I think I just want to say this because every time, you know, we go whatever amount of time without talking. And then as soon as I see you, I'd feel like it's the next day, right? Like we just talked yesterday and like we just get right back to where we were. And I always love that about you. It always is. And I love that about you. And that's what it's like to be ketchup sisters. That's right. <laughs> if you're looking for that kind of relationship, you just put some ketchup on your fingers and rub them together and you'll be there too. <laughs> Forever and for always. <laughs> Mwah, bye Katie <laughs> bye. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode of Modern Mom Probs. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive in today's problem with me, your host, Tara Clark. Join me next time when I'll be interviewing another great guest and tackling another modern mom problem. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and a rating. As always, you could head over to Modern Mom Probs on Instagram and give me a follow or check out my book, Modern Mom Probs, A Survival Guide for 21st Century Mothers, available online wherever books are sold. Well, that's it for today. See you next time, folks.